Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And they keep telling me I'm Sarah. (laughs) Your hair ass. We're going to change it. What, my hair? The hair, because don't you want to? I don't know. We're going to shave it. Okay. All right. Today we will be discussing chapter four of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Leaky Cauldron. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to go into the details. I need to say something other than dive. You might also want to tell everybody who this is sponsored by. Yeah, you skipped that line. Did I really? Yep. This is just She's a pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Okay, so we're not going to plummet into details the just the yet. details. We're going to tell you our sponsor, and it's Morgan Warner. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. You guys, I'm sorry. Ugh. All right, anyway, so now let's plummet into some details, but before that. Social media. Social media stuff. So... Everything about our podcast can be found at swishflickcast.com. You can find links to Patreon, to subscribe to us, our merchandise. Uh, It's a swish hub. Yep. All of our episodes are posted there, all the good stuff. Um, You can also find us directly on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. Um, Subscribe to us on YouTube where all of our podcasts are posted as well as vlogs. And lastly, make sure that you join us on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast you can have access to our exclusive bi-monthly bonus episodes called the felix files a chance to be a guest on the felix files right now we're working on some character analysis episodes um super deep yes multiple episodes per character and we are going to assign one patron to a character as we go through them Uh, And then also we have a live video chat every month on Zoom, monthly giveaways, and some live podcasts. Mm -hmm. So head on over to Patreon to pick your support level and massive thank you and shout out to all of our current patrons. We couldn't do it out. Uh, we couldn't do you. I can't talk. What is going <laughs> it does on? It's not bode well. <sighs> couldn't do it without you. Thank you. <laughs> Fozzie would like to let you know that he is also thankful. <laughs> 
All right. What do you have for the weekly profit? The weekly profit is that we are now on our third round of cast members for Cursed Child in London. Crazy. Has it been three years? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's nuts. That's crazy that it's been out that long. So the third. (gasps) Scorpius is cute. Yeah, he is. Okay, I gotta click the it. The third <laughs> West End cast of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child uh, started performances on May 23rd, and they. New people are Harry, which is Jamie Ballard, Ginny Potter, Susie Trailing, uh, Albus is Joe Idris Roberts, and Scorpius is Jonathan Case. And then. Um, Oh, Nicola Alexis steps into the role of Hermione Granger. I believe that she was part of the second round, but she's just taking on a new role now. Uh, However, people continuing their roles are Ron, Thomas Aldridge, Rose Granger Weasley is Helen Aluko, and Draco Malfoy is James Howard. And they're all from the second round? Yep, those are people from the second round staying on for another. Because most of first round are in New York Right. right now, right? A lot, yeah, a lot of them. I can't stand a good chunk. Malfoy's hair. I can't stand it. Um, I like the guy that plays Ron Weasley. He's very attractive. I didn't see him. Is Juan, he on Juan. this page? He, if he's not, he's on Pottermore. He's not on this page. Okay. I cannot wait to see this play. I know we talk a lot of crap about the book, but I am super excited to see it visually because that's how it was meant to be seen. Correct. So, Yes. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you sent us that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. cute. Okay. I like his sweater. It's sweater weather. Sweater weather. In London, it's always sweater weather. He kind of looks like Tiffany's friend a little bit. Oh, my God. I don't have friends. <laughs> I also really like the, the girl that plays Hermione is very pretty. Not yeah, that this matters. Not that it matters that I think these people are good looking. Herm, you fine. Herm, you fine. <laughs> I'm so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Herm. Hey, Herm. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the r- 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 recap. That was like a slow mo recap. I'm tired. There's chocolate cookie on my water bottle. Saving it for later. So last time, Harry took a ride on the night bus and learned more about the criminal at large, Sirius Black. He went to the Leaky Cauldron and ran into none other than the Minister of Magic himself, Cornel- Cornelius Fudge. He thought he was going to be expelled, be sent to Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> and he was shocked when Fudge said, no harm done. And that he would be spending the remainder of his summer holiday in the Leaky Cauldron and Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Like, literally the best ending to a summer vacation ever. Honest to God. Especially for Harry. Like, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Does he? Yes. He's a pretty horrible person, I think. Listen. Katie deserves to go to Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> well, righty room. So Harry spends his last few weeks of summer wandering around Diagon Alley. The last day before Hogwarts, Harry meets up with none other than Herm and Ron and the rest of the Weasleys. <laughs> Hermione gains a new furry friend, and Harry gains some new knowledge that's going to affect his future this year at Hogwarts. It ends with Harry being defiant again, saying he won't be murdered. Uh, of course uh-oh. he won't be. Not, Harry Potter. Not this year. I'm Just wait Harry a few. Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. In the words of my good friend Bud... In, in regards to, you know, you guys making fun of me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've titled the first part of this A Whole New World. I love it. Because it's 
not Harry's usual. So he has a strange new freedom, and it's like being a normal kid. And then when I thought about writing a normal kid, normal kids aren't by themselves, you know, mm-hmm. doing all these yeah. things. So it's like it's like being normal plus a little extra awesome. Um, Harry's extra. I would say he's living his best life. Harry is so extra. You're extra right now. <laughs> he gets to eat breakfast at the Leaky Cauldron, and he gets to wizard watch, which is like people watch, but oh, it's but, wizard watch. But better. And in his wizard watching, um, he spots a hag, and I was like, "Don't call me that. That's really rude." <laughs> What's, well, I'm what did sorry. I do to you today? Well, you were sitting there eating at the Leaky Cauldron, so. Um, and so I looked it up. I couldn't really find, I couldn't find anything on Pottermore about hags, but it says on the wiki that a hag is a savage being that looks like an old, ugly old witch, but has more warts. First of all, rude. Well, witches don't have to have warts. I think that's very stereotypical. That all of the very Salem. But it says they put it possess rudimentary magic similar to that of a troll Hmm. little is known of them though it is thought that they are what muggles think witches are and therefore Mm. popular in muggle literature Mm. so i don't know i don't know where that's it makes me think of um is it sleeping beauty when she like makes herself look ugly to give her the apple yeah Yeah. that's what i think of when i think of a hag or i I should say like what you're describing well that that the picture that they have on this is, is that a picture of her? It's, it's got a bunch of like a long, super long nose, long chin, and warty. Um, it, it also says in the 14th century, hags were gliding about in search of children to eat. Um, at Burdock Muldoon's failed meeting of the Wizards Council. I don't know what that means, but um, Quirrell is supposedly had like a nasty bit of trouble with a hag sometime during his little tour where he eventually met up with Voldemort. Um, sometime in or before 1992, Gilroy Lockhart published a book called Holidays with Hags. Um, whether the book was one of Lockhart's fictions in case it would be useless or one of the stories that he stole from someone and used a memory charm is unknown. So we don't know if he made up all the information or he actually got it from someone. Um, and then it says here in 1993, Harry Potter thought he saw a hag ordering a pr- plate of raw liver from behind a thick baklava. So, blah, liver. Yep. My grandfather used to love to eat that. I said they both of them did. So they are classified as beings and not beasts. So, a little information on the old hag there. Harry uh, spends his days in Diagon Alley exploring shops, eating, listening to people. And I said that this is exactly what I would do. Yeah. I would love to like chill and just like sit in the alley and just wizard watch people. That's what me and Meg love to do. Witch watch. At the Wizarding World. Legitimately. Sit in Diagon Alley with a butterbeer and just. Just sit. Yeah. And and, and take it in. I would go to. Florians have mm-hmm. some ice cream yep, 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 and yes. eat some ice cream while I people watch. But I'd make sure to have good people watching glasses on so people don't know I'm staring at them. Some <laughs> sunnies. Yeah. Some nice sunnies. Um, so I wanted to read a little bit from the chapter about um, Harry's time in Diagon Alley. Um, it said, once Harry had refilled his money bag with gold galleons, silver sickles, and bronze nuts, 
from his vault at Gringotts, he had to exercise a lot of self-control not to spend the whole lot at once. He had to keep reminding himself that he had five years to go at Hogwarts and how it would feel to ask the Dursleys for money for spell books. And he also had to stop himself from buying a handsome set of solid gold gobstones, which was a wizarding game like marbles. Um, he was sorely tempted, too, by the perfect moving model of the galaxy in a large glass ball, which would have meant he had he could like never have to take an astronomy lesson again. Um, but the thing that tested his resolution to not spend all his money um, appeared in his favorite shop, which we met um, Oliver Wooden, Quality <laughs> Quidditch Supplies. Um, I don't know. Solid gold gobstone sounds awesome. I kind of want Awesome, that. but yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. I just read a good question I could have asked for a previous episode. Well, that sucks. Save it. Can you save it. it for this one? Yeah. Okay. Um, something in the alley caught his eye. The fastest broom in the world. And we hear that the Irish international team has put in an order for seven brooms. Don't they say that um, right around here that they're favored to win the Quidditch World Cup? And they do. Mm. You're welcome. They do, but I was wondering if that was like this year's Quidditch World Cup. It's a Quidditch World Cup every year. I, don't, I think so. I don't, I don't it think is. it is. I don't think it is either. It's like the Super Bowl. It's every year. I don't think. I don't think it is though. Is the actual like soccer World Cup every year? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Look it up. I feel like I remember that from our Felix file. I don't remember. Okay, but he sees an ad for a Firebolt. Ooh. Ooh. And the ad says, this state-of-the-art racing broom sports a streamlined, super-fine handle of ash treated with a diamond-hard polish and hand-numbered with its own registration number. Each individually selected birch twig in the broom tail has been honed to aerodynamic perfection, giving the Firebolt unsurpassable balance and pinpoint precision. The Firebolt has an acceleration of 150 miles an hour in 10 seconds and incorporates an unbreakable braking charm price on request. Mm. Um, it's every four years, the Quidditch World Cup. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was probably similar to this so- soccer. It's a lot of games in four years. Yeah. You got to do win a lot to make it. <laughs> Does anybody have any guesses as to how much they think the Firebolt costs? I was going to ask that, too. I have no idea. How much is a wand? Okay. It's seven. Oh, I thought it was like 30 galleons. I, I thought, thought it was, it was like 20. 11. <laughs> <laughs> do we, we know, Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I found some articles. How many galleons? I don't know, but I'm. I wrote in the notes. Probs a lot. <laughs> it's probably a lot. This is People telling me twenty five. Oh, you're right. Dollars. Seven but. galleons for a wand. Why was I thinking twenty? Gosh, Tiffany. So it says here. Um, let's put some things into context. So one galleon is seventeen sickles, mm-hmm. or twenty nine. Canuts, as Jim Dale says. <laughs> no, Jim Dale. Uh, silver unicorn horns cost 21 galleons each. A wand is seven galleons. The Weasley Vault in Gringotts has one galleon and some sickles. Oh. 
Jeez. Fred and George's life savings was 37 galleons, 15 sickles, and 3 canuts. Try Wizard Cup winnings was a thousand galleons. Okay, so I'm gonna. So put we're it, just trying to like put into perspective here, like how much we think it would cost. So it says. How much did we ever find out? How much the Nimbus two thousand was? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It says that we know that it for sure costs at least two hundred galleons. I don't know why they say that, but. How do you know for sure? At least you know. I'm willing, this person says I'm willing to say it will cost less than a thousand galleons because it will probably be less than the prize money won from the Triwizard Cup, as that's a pretty big deal. I say 500. <coughs> but it says here now 200 to a thousand is a pretty big range. So let's consider these omnoculars. Harry bought three of them, which means he had 30 galleons at the time of the Quidditch World Cup. So it seems like 30 galleons is a reasonable amount to have for Harry at any given moment. Unless, of course, he took some more money than usual, as it is the World Cup, which is quite possible. Harry also told Ron and Hermione not to expect Christmas gifts for 10 years when he bought them. I'm sure he was exaggerating, but it still goes to say it seems that 10 galleons is quite a lot to spend. Based on this, they're guessing that the firebolt would cost a little less than a thousand galleons, so approximately between six to eight hundred. I was gonna guess eight hundred. So Sirius buys him the firebolt, correct? Yeah. How does he get that money? He's well, he's from a rich family. family. Like, wouldn't they like know he's taking money out? I yeah, he's got out of man. <laughs> <laughs> get into Gringotts. But can anyone withdraw from your account? It. I mean, I think that what he said is he ordered it by through owl Crook, through Crookshanks, right? I thought Crookshanks helped him. No, I think he did. I think did I say it like that? A little bit. Ugh. I think that Crookshanks like, got the message to... The Owlery? He- I think Hedwig took the order or something. I don't know, but he, he sent it in by Owl Post, and he requested that the money be taken out of the Black Family Vault. Who wouldn't question that? <laughs> Stinking goblins. <laughs> they don't care. They just don't care. Okay. They just want the money. I guess so. So during his... So I think that's a good guess. Sorry. 800. Six to 800. Okay. That's a lot. It is a lot. During his back-to-school shopping experience, Harry buys new robes, new potion ingredients, and new books. In Flourish and Blots, the Monster Book of Monsters copies are going crazy and attacking each other. The salesman has been bitten five times that day alone. And he tells Harry... Um, of the time that they ordered 200 copies, Katie, you're killing me, (laughs) of the invisible book of invisibility, and they have never found them. Um, so needless to say, the salesperson is super relieved that he doesn't have to get Harry a monster book out because he's sick of getting bit. Harry also needs the book Unfogging the Future by Cassandra. How do you say this? Vablatsky? Yeah. Blatsky. So I looked her up because I knew like Sybil Trelawney has like a Cassandra in her family, but the last name is not Vablatsky. But this try. But this person on the wiki, it says 1894 to 1997 was a celebrated seer and the author of Unfogging the Future, a divination textbook required at Hogwarts. Um, The Name Cassandra means oracle in Greek mythology. Cassandra means she who entangles men. And she was the daughter of King Priam and Queen Hecuba. Apollo, god of archery and poetry, as well as oracles. 
I don't like how this is written. <laughs> it says they fell in love for her beauty and gave her the gift of prophecy. However, when she did not return his love, Apollo placed a curse on her so that no one would believe her predictions and her visions would only bring tragic events yet to come. I thought that she was related to Trelawney. This one? It doesn't say that she is anywhere. Um, Well, on Pottermore, if you look up Trelawney, it says that she is the great-great-granddaughter of Seer Cassandra Trelawney. Mm. So I believe that that's probably where Joe mm. pulled mm. all of this business. Um, it says Vlatsky's death date was given on a famous wizard card in the video game adaption of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which takes place in 91 to 92. Her death date is given as six years later. Could be a reference to the seer's skills, given that she would have predicted her own death. So on the wikia, when you're reading about Cassandra, I think you're they're writing about the one in Greek mythology, so not mm-hmm. the specific Cassandra. Right. So she might be like, they kind of pulled that she might be related to that one. That Cassandra in Greek mythology that um, Apollo loved or whatever. I like it. Maybe um, the Trelawney is her married name. Okay. It Meg could that up. be. So I like that, though. I don't know. I mean, it's just cool. Joe's cool. I like it. (laughs) Um, Harry also spots a fortune-telling book called Death Omens, and it has a large black dog on the front. Hmm. And the shopkeeper says, reading it would be enough to, quote, frighten you to death. Do you think that Sirius is, Animagus is a death omen of his own? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. No, I just think it's a dog. But I mean, like, he kind of does turn into a grim looking thing and is he does his, die early. Is his animagus actually a grim? Not a dog. His animagus is an actual. Yeah. Wait, what? I said, well, everybody's going to die. So, well, we yeah, but he dies early. They all die early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a true accident. <laughs> but they do. Like, who, yeah. who does? Like, all of them do. Voldemort's, you know. Determined to live forever, and he but dies Voldemort's a lot like, younger than everybody else. Yeah, but he's still like 100. in his seventies. Yeah, but wizards, wizards live for like how old was? <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying, like Sirius is in his thirties. I mean, I can't. Okay, look at his you friends were in the twenties. Meg has a blanket over her head because <laughs> you have a little bump from your hair. <laughs> um. I will say that I took a abnormal psychology class once, and yeah. you read that book, you think you have everything that's wrong with like everything oh, in I'm that sure. book. Like, oh, I'm like, I have all these symptoms. Yeah, I bet. I don't. Yeah, that's why I don't like reading crap like that. Like that's why I don't go on like WebMD because then you think yeah. you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry also needed intermediate transfiguration and standard book of spells, grade three. And my little section ends with um, Harry back up in his room. Um, Somebody's been in there to tidy up, and the windows are open, and the sun's pouring inside. And it's just, I don't know. He's feeling a little weird. And so he says to himself, it can't have been a death omen, he told his reflection defiantly. So he's looking in the mirror. I was panicking when I saw that thing in Magnolia Crescent. It was probably just a stray dog. He raised his hand automatically and tried to make his hair lie flat. You're fighting a losing battle there, dear, said his mirror in a wheezy voice. <laughs> I want a mirror that talks to me. Mm-hmm. Nicely. Cool. Yeah, don't, I don't be mean. I don't want, like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the first? <laughs> I just want, like, a nice one. <laughs> I want a complimenting mirror. Yes. Complimentary mirror, please. I see green, green, green. So (laughs) it is finally the last day of the holiday. Harry's gotten all of his stuff. He's just kind of chilling in Diagon Alley every day. Um, And he got up with plans to go and see the Firebolt one last time before Hogwarts. I love that he like goes and looks at it. He would like go and visit it every day. The ultimate window shopper. And he can afford it though. (laughs) I think it's funny. He's like such a little like warrior about all his money because he doesn't need it. Yeah, I like how his thoughts are actually like, but I have a properly good broom that has never failed me, so I don't need it. That's amazing. Yeah, but like honestly, how many 13-year-olds are really going to be like, I, know. I don't need this? That's extreme I self-control. Think, I think he just thinks so hard that like I do not want to be asking the Dursleys for money, oh, so right. I'm going to be pretty tight yeah. with my money. Yeah. Also, I did a conversion, and if it did cost 800 galleons, it would be like $3,900. So that's a lot, but like could be worse. Yeah. Could be. 
So um, he is on his way to Quality Quidditch Supplies when Ron yells out his name, and Ron and Hermione are sitting outside Herm! Florian Fortescue's eating some ice cream after they had gotten most of their school supplies for the year. It says that Ron is very freckly, which I'm assuming is probably from the sun in Egypt. Yep. And Hermione is very brown from holiday. I think she went to France, didn't she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe she went to, like, the islandy areas of France. France is also, it could just be sunny. I know I I get get sunburned if I'm in the sun, no matter where I am. I've gotten sunburned in January before Mm -hmm. in Ohio. Skiing. Mm-hmm. Skiing. Yeah. We got some sun. Well, I'm just saying I would want to go to the islandy areas. Well, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew that he was staying at the Leaky Cauldron because of Mr. Weasley. He found out through the ministry. And Hermione, Herm! of course, first thing goes to scold <laughs> Harry about blowing yet. up his Aunt Marge, which is typical Herm. Uh, and then Ron, of course, <laughs>, laughs at this, but Herm tells him that it's not funny and that she is amazed that Harry was not expelled. And well, truthfully, so was he. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they know about the magic that he was blamed for from Dobby. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um, they are both staying at the Leaky Cauldron as well. As well. So I wanted to uh, talk about Ron's new wand. He got a brand new wand. 14 <laughs> inches. Much larger oh, than wait. mine. What's yours? 13? I think we're 12. Okay. Willow contains one unicorn tail hair. That drives me nuts that he says one. Like, I don't think they use multiple unicorn hairs. Yeah, that was weird. What but. if someone had four? I don't know. Mm. Would they be extra magical? I don't know. Ask Ollivander. <sighs> Dear. So oh, I wanted to talk <laughs> about, like, the descriptors of the wand a little bit, just to, like, for some recap. So it says most wands. For some what? Recap. <laughs> Most wands range between nine and fourteen inches, so his is like at the threshold of like being pretty long. Though there are some that are longer. Hagrid's um, is sixteen. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. And I do think that like maybe he got fourteen inches because he is known to be tall. tall. Mm-hmm. So mine matches my height. That's for sure. Um, it says physical peculiarity demanded. Can demand ex- excessive wand length, such as Hagrid. Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yep. Okay, that's enough of that. So. <laughs> hey, Sarah, when you do your tattoo, can you please get it 16 inches? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hard no. <laughs> and we never know. I might not get it. So Sweet his me. wood is willow, which is uncommon. Uh, it is. It has healing power. Also, this is the same wood as Lily. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Ollivander notes that the ideal owner for a willow wand often has some insecurity, which totally fits Ron. Mm-hmm. However, while well, they may try to hide it, while many confident customers insist on trying a willow wand. My willow wands have consistently selected those of greatest potential rather than those who feel they have little to learn. Mm. It has always been a proverb in my family that he who has furthest to travel will go fastest with willow. I, I like that, that for Ron. That fits Ron very well. He does have a long way to travel. Yeah. And he does come into himself, but it does take him. So I think everybody you know. is like 
definition of long way to travel probably varies on who they are. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Lily and, like, how she's coming from the muggle world and she's coming from, like, a sister who obviously is very upset by it, but parents that are supportive. She's got Snape as a friend. Like, she's got a long way to travel to kind of, like, figure out who who she she is. is. Right. Ron, on the other hand, has a long way to travel as far as, like... His confidence. His his confidence, his jealousy issues, like, all of those things. Like, his road is is long. I like it. It's quite a curvy road. I like it a lot. So unicorn hair generally produces the most consistent magic and is less subject to fluctuations and blockages, which he has definitely needed after his first two years mm-hmm. with that other wand. Um, they're generally the most difficult to turn to the dark arts, and they are the most faithful. Usually remain strongly attached to their first owner, uh, irrespective of whether he or she was an accomplished witch or wizard. Minor disadvantages are that they do not necessarily make the most powerful wands, although wand wood can compensate that. Um, and they are prone to melancholy if seriously mishandled, demanding that the hair may die and need replacing. Jeez. Which also, poor Ron had to use a wand that one wasn't his own, and two, the unicorn hair was poking out of it. So mm-hmm. it was probably yeah. losing some a little bit of a magical bit of ability. It was yeah. getting sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we also, after hearing about Ron's wand, get to hear about all of Hermione's subjects. So she is taking arithmancy, care of magical creatures, divination, study of ancient runes, and muggle studies. Why does she feel the need to add muggle studies? So See, I would do the well, same thing. She I would too. He, Ron says, what are you doing muggle like studies a- for, said Ron, rolling his eyes at Harry. You're muggle-born. Your mom and dad are muggles. You already know all about muggles. And then she responds, but it'll be fascinating to studying to study them from the wizarding point of view, said Hermione earnestly. I agree. Yeah, but like... So what other classes are offered, like, going forward? Like, couldn't she have done that, like, a different year so she wasn't stretched so thin? Maybe you know. can't jump into it, like, later on, you know? She does so what end she, up dropping what she, Muggle Studies. She drops Muggle Studies? At is the that end the of the year. One? I mean, she completes it this year, but she doesn't take it fourth year. And she loses divination. Divination. She lose. Okay. She bounces. <laughs> Bye. Peace. You're right. But then she, I mean, she keeps arithmancy care of magical creatures and ancient runes. Yeah. But apparently that's enough to not need the time turner anymore. What's a time turner? Spoiler. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Um, okay. So then Hermione says, after ignoring their little sniggery jokes about how she's not going to eat or sleep all year, True. she says, I've still got ten galleons. Um, her mom and dad gave her some extra money because her birthday is in September. September 19th. So she (laughs) decided that she wanted a pet. And she originally says that she wants an owl because she thinks that they're very resourceful. They're, you know, she can use them to send letters. She is jealous that Ron has Errol and he's like, uh, don't be jealous over that. Poor little Errol. He needs to retire. Yeah. So I was going to read the little description of the magical menagerie. But you don't have it up. Errol needs to go to a farm upstate. <gasps> Why can't you let him I'm just, just saying relax there. Mm-hmm. Says there wasn't much room inside. Every inch of wall was hidden by cages. Ugh. It was smelly and very noisy because of the occupants of these cages. 
because the occupants of these cages were all squeaking, squawking, jabbering, and hissing. And then it also goes on to say a pair of enormous purple toads sat gulping wetly and feasting on dead blowflies. It's a blowfly. I don't know. Someone want to look that up while I read? A gigantic tortoise with a jewel-encrusted shell was glittering near the window. Poisonous orange snails were oozing slowly up the side of their glass tank, and a fat white rabbit kept changing into a silk top hat and back again with a loud popping noise. Then there were cats of every color. And just so everybody knows, the Wizarding World makes a cat of every color in the Magical Menagerie. Every color? I have it. Well, every it's color. purple and brown and white, and I think that that's it, but it's really cute. Blowflies look like regular flies. Oh, okay. Are they those big, fat ones, like horse flies? Those are the worst. I don't know. Uh, a noisy cage of ravens, a basket of funny custard-colored fur balls that were humming loudly. And are those the, pygmy puffs? Maybe. And on the counter, custard a vast cage of sleek black rats that were playing some sort of skipping game using their long, bald tails. I like Ugh. I like those rats. I just want to vomit. I'm not oh, a fan of rats. Rats are so cool. No. Except scabbers. Yeah, so speaking of scabbers, Ron and Harry agree to come to the Magical Menagerie with Hermione because uh, scabbers is looking a bit off color ever since they brought him back from Egypt. Mm. Specifically, Mm. back from Egypt. Um, So what happened while they were in Egypt? Everybody knows Sirius Black escaped. What? So why would a rat have to worry about, I don't know, a human prisoner? So the lady tries to convince Ron to just get another rat, which I think is kind of sad. Like, it is sad. dude, don't make him get another rat. He wants his rat. Just leave him alone. So she gives him some rat tonic. Um, and it does say here, the witch's eyes moved from Scabber's tattered left ear to his front paw, which had a missing toe. What? Huh. Odd. What are toes? He's been through the mill. This and it one. says Ron doesn't know how old he is. He says quite old. He used to belong to my brother. What powers does he have? Being a dude. <laughs> the worst. Because it says here ordinary, or ordinary common or garden rats like this shouldn't be expected to live longer than three years or so. However, it's much longer than that. But then we see already Crookshanks here is, like, trying to attack Scabbers. She knows what's up. Yeah. And is Crookshanks a girl? I don't know. I think Crookshanks is a boy, isn't it? Is Crookshanks I thought a so. boy? I thought so. <laughs> well, Crookshanks wants to kill Scabbers already. <laughs> and, of course, that is the cat that Hermione purchases. And she says, he's gorgeous, isn't he? As Ron calls him a monster. Half measle. He didn't yeah. mean to, did you, Crookshanks? I can, like, literally just, like, <laughs> that's my life, cat talk. So, she adopts Crookshanks. Put him, Oh, I said, and then Herm buys him. <laughs> Go Herm. <laughs> I don't care for you much. <laughs> so they head oh, back. Oh, he's a boy. What's my problem? It's okay. I'm pregnant. I don't think he's offended. Okay. Sorry, Kirk. So the trio heads back to the Leaky Cauldron, and they find Mr. Weasley sitting at the bar reading the Daily Prophet. And I love how he greets Harry. Like, he's just, like, really happy, genuinely happy to see him, asks how he is. He treats him like a son, just like Mrs. Weasley does. Yeah. 
and Harry needs that. Um, so the paper, um, as it has had, has Sirius Black's face on it, which is the, it says the now familiar face. I bet it's in the paper every single day. Probably. And Ron wants to know if they would get a reward if they caught him because it would be good to get some more money. It's money hungry now, guys. And Mr. Weasley tells him not to be ridiculous because Black won't be caught by a 13-year-old wizard. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> the Azkaban or Azkaban guards would get him. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley, Fred, George, Percy, and Ginny all come back from shopping. Poor Ginny. She's even more embarrassed than she normally is around Harry because he, like, kind of saved her life last year. Just a little. No big deal. <laughs> and we get a glimpse at pompous Percy, who we find out. <laughs> I love alliteration. <laughs> we find out his head boy, and Mrs. Weasley is so proud. And Percy kind of, like, acts like he's never met Harry before and greets them all, like... I don't know. He's he's, he's very training the morning. <laughs> he's training to be a ministry yeah. dude. He's got to be, you know. Fred and George ugh, can't resist this moment. So they go up to Harry and they're like, Harry, simply splendid to see you, old boy. <laughs> Marvelous. Absolutely spiffing. Spiffing. And Mrs. Weasley tells him to stop it because they weren't prefixed this year. But George says that that would take all the fun out of life. True. And he also says that they tried to shut Percy in a pyramid, but their mom caught them. Um, so, dude, would you? I would flip out. If you got stuck in a pyramid, flip. That'd be terrible. Out, especially with all those shrunken heads that they were talking about. Yeah. So they have dinner. They have to put three tables together <laughs> that <laughs> was them all. all anger bells like, <laughs> i know i told you guys there's something wrong with this bell and you uh, don't believe me change your tone man <laughs> <laughs> and they make their way through five <laughs> delicious courses <laughs> um and mr weasley dinner what is that what is five courses well there's an app there, there's an amuse-bouche appetizer what's an amuse-bouche it's like a mini a mini app. Yeah. So, so like, app one. Then like a super salad, probably. Hors d'oeuvres. Like there's a mousse-bouche that orders. Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> probably like a salad. A salad. The main. And then dessert. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that's actually fine. I don't know course. if I'd be able to eat. But a mousse-bouche like, Teeny like, weeny. Very small. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Weasley tells them how they're getting to King's Cross, and the ministry is providing them cars. And he tries to play it off kind of casual, like, oh, since we don't have one anymore, you know, it's cruising around wild in the Forbidden Forest. Um, but Harry notes that his ears went red, much like Ron's do when he's under pressure. So, under hmm, pressure. why do they need an escort? Serious block. But why? I mean, he could be after anyone, Meg. It's true. He's after Harry. Who? Get with the program. So they're talking about, you know, they have cars and stuff. And then <laughs> Arthur's like, yeah, are y'all like packed and stuff? Because we're leaving tomorrow. And Percy, of course, is like, I'm totally packed, but Ron's not. Why does he got a tattle on him? Because he's, he's Percy. Percy. You want me a Coke? There's one upstairs. <laughs> no, Sweet. I drank it. Um, I literally was like, Percy has to be the snitch and say Ron isn't packed at all. 
But it's just like all of his new stuff isn't packed. It's all on Percy's bed. So after dinner, all of the kids eventually make their way upstairs to finish packing and go to bed. So Harry closes his door, and as he does, he hears angry voices in the room next to his, which is room number 12, where Ron and Percy are staying. So he goes outside to basically hear better. <laughs> He's such a snoop. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be the same way. But, you know, yeah, I'd, um, I'd totally do this. I did this the, when I was in Vegas. People next to us were fighting. Really? Yeah. I had my ear to the door to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it too. Um, so the door's ajar, and he hears Percy yelling about his head boy badge. He had taken it off to polish it. He put it on the bedside table, and now it's gone. And he's basically b- blaming Ron for it. So Harry kind of goes in, and he's like, bros, what's wrong? Um, and Ron is like, well, first he's like, yeah, he's got my badge. And then Ron's like... I'm trying to find my tonic for the rat. He's going to go downstairs. And Percy's like, no, you're not leaving here until we find my badge. Wah. And uh, so Harry's like, I'll go downstairs and get it for you. Whatever. So he leaves to go downstairs. And um, while he's there, he like hears another set of angry voices. And he recognizes them as Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. So he freezes because he doesn't want to hear his friend's parents fighting. Um, but then he hears his name in the conversation, so he moves closer to hear them better. <laughs> Which is like, how awkward is that? Like hearing your parent, your friend's parents fight. So he has morals, and then he's like, "Wait, never mind." I mean, but I would do the same thing if well, I heard you them hear your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hear your name for sure. Why's my name coming out of your mouth? All right. <laughs> so this make no makes no sense not to tell him. Mr. Weasley said heatingly. I can't read. <laughs> Harry's got a right to know. I, fi- I tried to tell Fudge, but he insists on treating Harry like a child. He's 13 years old, and Arthur, the truth would terrify him, said Mrs. Weasley shrilly. Do you really want to send Harry back to school with all that hanging over him? For heaven's sakes, he's happy not knowing. I don't want to make him miserable. I want him to put him on his guard, retorted Mr. Weasley. Um, you know that Harry and Ron are like one are like wandering off by themselves. They've even ended up in the Forbidden Forest. But Harry mustn't do that this year. When I think what could have happened to him that night he ran away from home. If the night bus hadn't picked him up, I'm prepared to bet he would have been dead before the ministry found him. But he's not dead. He's fine. So what's the point? Molly, they say Sirius Black's mad. And maybe he is, but he was clever enough to escape from Azkaban, and that's supposed to be impossible. It's been three weeks, and no one's seen hide nor hair of him, and I don't care what Fudge keeps telling the Daily Prophet. We're no nearer catching Black than inventing self-spelling wands. The only thing we know for sure is that Black's after, but Harry will be perfectly safe at Hogwarts. We thought Azkaban was perfectly safe. If Black can break out of Azkaban, he can break into Hogwarts. But no one's really sure that Black's after Harry. There was a thud on the on wood, and Harry was sure Mr. Weasley had banged his fist on the table. Molly, how many times do I have to tell you? They didn't report it in the press because Fudge wanted to keep it quiet. But Fudge went out to Azkaban the night Black escaped. The guards told Fudge that Black's been talking in his sleep for a while now. Always the same words. He's at Hogwarts. He's at Hogwarts. Black is deranged, Molly, and he wants Harry dead. If you ask me, he thinks murdering Harry will bring you-know-who back to power. Black lost everything the night Harry stopped you-know-who, and he had had 12 years alone in Azkaban to brood on that. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Like, it's crazy that, you know, it's not, that you hear how worried they are about yeah. Harry and 
He's like, just he sounds like that's his son when he's like, yeah, like what I would think like if had he had been killed. Like I worry about that, and it's now past. Like I hear my parents talk about stuff like that, you know. Like all these overheard conversations <coughs> that Harry has this year are all like, yeah, they're devastating, full yeah. of information, and yeah. not necessarily with the best news. Well, I think it's interesting to see the dynamic of Mr. and Mrs. Weasley too. Like Mrs. Weasley is the one who just kind of wants to not worry like she's worrying but she wants to she doesn't want think to stir it's the all pot. okay mm-hmm. where yeah. mr weasley's being a little more realistic right. with it like no you need to wake up basically and like, realize that this is a serious threat and him being such a docile kind of personality to hear right. that he slams his fist on the table like he's he's stressed. serious he's really yeah he's stressed. real well, serious about serious, serious. <laughs> it's interesting to see like because you see this and then later books because um in five when all this stuff is happening and Mr. Weasley's like, it's about him. He should hear this. Like he should be yeah. there. And Molly's like, I don't want him to see it. Yeah. I don't want him to like, it. he's still too young. And he's like, no, like let him stay. Um, he should have stayed for the whole thing. In yeah. My humble I agree. But like, it's, it's, I mean, the whole war's about him. Well, let's just say it's not only Dumbledore that's keeping things from Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, and then it's also interesting to see like, cause again, you see it later on with the press and fudge, they're saying like he didn't report it because Fudge didn't want them to report it. Hashtag Fudge is crooked, and that happens in real life, you know, all the time. With the press, let's and, just report what we want to report mm-hmm. and not facts. Yeah, it's craziness. It is true. So um, he basically, after hearing all of that news, and Molly even goes on to say, but like he's going to be at Hogwarts. He's going to be with Albus. Like that's the safest place for mm-hmm. him. Um, and. Literally, Dumbledore isn't going to let anything happen to Harry at Hogwarts, and he's not a happy clam with those Dementors <laughs> stationing themselves at the entrances to the grounds. Mm-hmm. And, like, why wouldn't Dumbledore be happy with them, um, that they're there because they're there to protect Harry? And you find out he is not fond of the guards, and neither is Mr. Weasley. And he says, you sometimes have to join forces with those you'd rather avoid. Um, and he promises Molly that he won't say anything against them, though, if they do indeed save Harry. That quote, like, comes into play in seven during the final battle. Like, all those different creatures and mm-hmm. beings come together, which they usually will avoid and keep on their own. For the greater good. But you have to join forces in that in that end part. So. To yeah. overtake. Like, all the Acromantula, yeah. the centaurs... Giants are not on their specifically side, like know. the centaurs because they want to stay out of everything. Yeah, but they're yeah. gonna like they I have realize beef with the centaurs. <laughs> yeah, I have some major beef. Yeah, with like this Except is for gonna affect everybody. Like it's going to affect. And they know I, they know exactly what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And they waited so long. Mm-hmm. Granted, everything happens for a reason, but still. <laughs> so they head up to bed, and Harry hides from them, basically, so he doesn't. It's not caught eavesdropping. Mm. So he goes to look for the tonic at the bar. He finds it, and then he waits till he hears them close their bedroom door, um, and heads back upstairs. So he, he meets the twins on the, his way back up there, and they are the ones that have Percy's badge, um, which now says "Big Head Boy" instead <laughs> of "Head Boy." Why wouldn't Percy know that? That's so Fred and George. Right. Why would you blame Ron? Like I would go to Fred and George first. Maybe he was Percy just so blinded so by like jerk. rage that his badge was gone. Blinded by the rage. That's such a big head <laughs> thing to do. So he gives um, the tonic to Ron, and then he kind of heads back to bed um, in more of a somber mood to contemplate what he has just learned. So knows that Sirius Black is after him, 
Um, and he, it's like it makes just so much sense now that Fudge had seemed to be worried about him and had been waiting for him and it didn't want him gallivanting around to the Muggle in Muggle London or staying out late in Diagon Alley um, and that they're sending cars to take him and all of the Weasleys to the station the next day, making sure there has been and will be people around him kind of at all times. Um, someone always is watching him. Because even when he gets the ice cream, maybe that's why he keeps on giving him every 30 minutes to make sure like <laughs> he's safe. Could be. And, and it makes me him up. think of that song. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, he goes over, oh, he goes over, like, what he's learned so far, and he's wondering, like, why he isn't more scared. Because we know um, so far that Sirius had murdered 30, 30. <laughs> <laughs> what is up? See, <laughs> I'm just going to start my own paper. I'm going to write my little lies. Sirius yeah. Black murdered 30 people. What are you going to name your paper? Um, the, the Florence new- Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's You're the see. new Rita Skeeter. Oh, yeah. oh my God, Florence should totally write for the prophet. <laughs> that would be a good name for it, though. Like her column, Florence Fortunes. She's uh, gonna tell you how it is. I, uh, I, going back to what you, you said about write those on our blog. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Yes, but it should be like lies. Like it's all gonna yeah, be yeah, worse than satire. Rita Skeeter. But it would be like satire. Yeah. Oh my great. gosh! Oh, that got me excited. But going back to what you said about uh, Fort, Fortescue, right? Is mm-hmm. that how you say it? Yeah. I guarantee that he was paid to to keep checking well, in on him. Well, and even later on, because I know we've had discussions about, like, why would Hermione's parents let her stay at school? I bet you specifically this year when I was reading, I'm like, I guarantee you that Dumbledore or McGonagall were like, we need you guys to stay here. Like, we, not that they don't trust Harry, but... They're like, we need people around him. Specifically, like, not... Slow him down. I, I would say more so Hermione than Ron, but they would right. probably ask him, too. Yeah. But Hermione's more level-headed, and clearly she's like, yeah. I'm going to tell on you. Do you think Mrs. Fig also was paid to keep an eye out? Yeah, or do you think that know. she was like, I love Harry Potter? Because we know she loves she loves Harry. I, mean, I love Harry Potter. She, 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 <laughs> I love Harry Potter. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. But I feel like Fudge would... Maybe not so much pay off Fig, and I think Fig would do probably any kind of favor for Dumbledore because she really, you know, yeah. likes him. But I feel like I feel like Fudge probably yeah. paid him. But I also think that he really liked Harry too because mm-hmm. most oh, of the sure. adults in the Wizarding Fudge. World, no, no Fortescue. Fortescue. Oh, I feel yeah. like they really they like Harry. He's yeah. he's a, he's an easy boy to like. Yeah, he and is. He's not a troublemaker at this moment in time in Diagon Alley. He's I a only reaction like, uh, troublemaker, right? Yeah, I only like Ravenclaws. Yeah, well, I understand. <laughs> All right, so serious. So he's like th- being like, "Why am I not scared?" Because you know, Sirius had murdered thirteen people, um, and he knows that the Weasleys are worried for him, and they're worried what will happen if find if he finds out about Black. Um, kind of gun because he's like they're reckless. Hello, Fuzzy is coming. He's like, why aren't you petting me? Um, <laughs> and oh. Harry does agree that the safest place for him is at Hogwarts, specifically with Dumbledore. Um, and he's wondering more about like the Azkaban guards. And I'm like, oh, it's so interesting because in my mind, I know they're Dementors, so I always call them Dementors. That they have not once in this chapter called them that. They've always called them Azkaban guards. Afraid of saying it, kind of not to the level of Voldemort, but Could it just be. freaks them out so much. I just, t- I always took it as just like because the next chapter we find out, like we meet a Dementor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of just well, like saving it. Let's keep an eye out for what they call them after that. 
The adults. If they, they start do. saying dementors instead of guards. Mm-hmm. The, uh, let's see what the adults yeah. say. There's so much to say. I won't go into much detail because we're probably going to, in the next chapter, go more into detail with the dementors. Yeah. Um, but they do have a bunch of information on Le Pottermore. I thought it was interesting, too, how, like, it says that Fudge had a conversation with the Azkaban guards. Like, I didn't really realize that. I think it's yeah. one-sided. Like, I think they no, might, like, like, nod. Oh, maybe. I don't know, though. Like, they don't, I don't think Because it sounds like... I mean, they do Like, the more I mouth, read about it now right? as an adult, I'm like, God, I wonder it's if they're more... Um, like, maybe men a few words kind of thing. Like, they do talk, but, like, not a lot. Yeah. Because they seem like they make reading rattling. It, I know they I know, make but sounds, like, so maybe. It, it makes it It makes it makes seem like they're more human than I thought they were when I was a child. What do they classify yeah. as? I don't know. But this is what the fact file says. They're shaped like humans, covered in dark hooded cloaks. Their skin resembles that of a gray, rotting body. Their magical abilities, though they are blind, they can sense and feed on positive feelings, draining their victim's happiness. Their typical habitats, Azkaban. <laughs> Owlskaban is going to be like Shut that. up. It's um, literally going to be called Owlskaban forever. For life. Mm, yeah, make one mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go more into those in the next one because it's actually called the Dementor. So. Um, da, 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 lost my place. All right, yeah. And it says they um, seem to scare more people senseless than, and if they were stationed around the school, Blackwood probably won't be able to get in. And I think it actually says probably won't be able to get back in, which is interesting because... That she doesn't say he won't be able yeah. to. It says Black's chances of getting inside seemed very remote, so... There's a chance. <laughs> so you're he telling does. me there's a chance. So there's one yeah. loophole. It's called being an Animagus. Yeah. Hey. That's how it happens. Yeah. Um, and so what, uh, what bothers Harry the most is the fact that the likelihood of him going to Hogsmeade is basically zero. Especially because he didn't get the permission slip signed by no one. And he's like much... He knows that he's safer inside Hogwarts than anywhere else. And... He knows that, like, clearly this guy's after me. He's murdered people. Like, they're not going to let me out. And did they, he uh, thinks, did they think he couldn't look after himself? He'd escaped Lord Voldemort three times. He wasn't completely useless. (laughs) And so then he's like, whatever, I'm going to bed. And so the last thing he (laughs) says out loud before falling asleep is, I'm not going to be murdered. And his mirror responds sleepily. That's the spirit, dear. I love that. What a yeah. positive I mirror. I want that mirror. <laughs> I, I feel like it's the, the mirror that remi- it reminds me of the wardrobe and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's the mirror version of Harry Potter. Yeah. Speaking of speaking mirrors, if anybody goes to the Wizarding World in Orlando, oh, yeah. they do have a speaking mirror in Madame Malkin's. It's, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty funny. I think it's cute. it complimented me. It did. Mm-hmm. It says some sassy stuff, though. It, it does, does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your shirt and scruffy. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking of this, and I don't want to forget it. What do you think the rat tonic does to Wormtail because it's actually a human? Mm. I bet you it does nothing. Nothing? I don't think it does anything for the rats. I Maybe he doesn't like, really take it. I feel like it's kind of like a Sudafed or something. Yeah, because he does like sleep a lot. I think he's just did lazy. You mean, did you mean to like say Benadryl? a Sudafed or did you mean to say a placebo? 
No, like a Sudafed. Like it's like just like sleep. a cold, like a cold medicine no. or something. I, I would think that like it's one of those gimmicky things. that's like sugar water. You're mm. by this rad tonic. Emergency. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just wondering, like, because he's in rat form, but he's really a human. Like, what kind? What does it do to him? I bet you it doesn't do anything to I, rats either. Is what I I'm wonder saying. if he like fights it. If he's like, no, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I, I should be like, well, tonic. come here. I'm gonna poison you. That's what I would say. That escalated. (laughs) Well. Well, I did write down in my notes, it says that Fudge says there's three weeks left, but then later says there's two. Dear "Hmm." Joe. Sad tweet. Hmm. What, um, if you could request some ice creams, what flavors of Sundays? Oh, I'm weird with my Sundays. I just like vanilla and hot fudge. So it's just a hot fudge Sunday. Correct. With Spanish peanuts on the side and Mally's hot fudge on the side. I like in? to eat them all separately. I like to, I, I specifically when I'm eating Mally's. Okay. And now I get cookie I dough some. ice cream. Can we get honey hot before <gasps> home? Maybe we need to eat chips. Oh yeah. Or crisps. Crisps. What would you get? Now is this based on the flavors I already know exist, or just anything? Anything. Probably some sort of peanut butter sundae. Yeah. Or a hot fudge, because that's classic. But she said I can only get a Sunday. Classic. (laughs) The clotted cream ice cream at Florian Fortescue's at Diagon Alley is pretty delish. It's horrible. It's so good. I'm crazy. I okay, so if I could, so if I had to pick something besides clotted cream, because Katie is giving me crap about it, then I guess I would say flavor. It'd be (gasps) clotted cream. Oh Oh, my gosh, that would have been so over dramatic. But that's our next question: What you think a dementor would taste? (laughs) And there's your episode title. (laughs) Um, What is a sticky toffee pudding? Ice cream. Okay, you got some weird flavors. Well, because I know that the I know those are the ones that Florian Not Earl Grey. The Earl Grey and lavender is good too. Ugh, mm. Sounds like you're eating a flower. Tea with lavender. No. Tea. Tiffany. <laughs> I would like two scoops vanilla, one scoop chocolate, hot fudge, whipped cream, so cherry, and salted peanuts. Well, duh. Mm. Peanuts I love how but, specific. But the the whipped cream can't just be any old whipped cream. It's got to be Honey Hut. Honey Hut's is like eating a delicious cloud. That's so funny. Meg doesn't like the Honey Hut whipped cream. I have Megan to try likes it again. Clotted cream and eating Dementors. That's so. fair. That's I have to try it again because it used to take like it used to taste like Starbucks old whipped cream, and I really hated it. It was like over whipped whipped cream, so it would like hit that waxy feeling in your mouth. Mm, I don't. Agree. But I'm going to have to give Honey Hut's whipped cream a try again. Maybe it's different now. Taste Whip that cream back and forth. Okay. Whip that cream back, back and forth. For anybody who doesn't know, Honey Hut is a local ice cream shopping. So is Maley's. Well, Maley's, they don't make their own ice cream, but they do. Cho- it's like a chocolate place and sure. they have hot fudge. And for Whoa. anybody who is coming mm. to Kent for the Wizardly World of Kent, I would highly recommend taking a Honey long Hut. drive to go to Honey Hut. <laughs> well, yeah. Already driving to you Kent. You would like to drive know. another... I don't know how long. 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes. Let's get a swish bus and we'll all load a in. Swish bus. And a get triple some decker honey purple bus with gold yes. letters. You should contact them and see if they'd want to 
drive out and have like a thing at the Wizarding Fest. I have some connections. Can we I like call them my connections like, are a little stronger than yours? <laughs> we just did an ad for you on our podcast. <laughs> so can I get some free ice cream? They have so butter pecan. If mm. you don't know, is a popular ice cream choice, which is I love a good butter pecan. Honey pecan. I was going to say that. Oh, okay. They, I was correct because they're you. Honey Hut. It's called Honey Pecan. <laughs> yes. Since it's Honey Hut, they have Honey Pecan. Everything there is sweetened with honey. It's, it's very good. So, so good. delicious. We need um, honey. I need also, it. random, a five-course meal starts with soup followed by an appetizer, <laughs> salad, main course, then dessert. Oh, okay. So it's soup. We soup. needed to know. And then... I want to know what flavor your Dementor would taste like, but it has to taste like a food that someone else would like. She likes clotted cream. You hate it. Something like that. You know what I mean? So it can't do just be I like get rotten to choose garbage. Because who Megan likes flavors? rotten garbage? Seafood. No, it doesn't oh. anything. But like something that like someone might not like. Like corn dogs. Sushi, you guys seafood. might hate it. Okay. Corn dogs. Any, oh, anything. I yesterday. I could pound down some corn dogs right now. Anything Ugh. that lives in the ocean or like. Or river. So I bet they taste like old shoes. Mm. What corn dogs or? Oh, I know. Both oysters. Ooh. I never really had an oyster. I can't stand them. Blah. Is I it true that them. sometimes you get sand in them? Oh yeah. Those, yeah. It's I used to eat clams and blah. clams. Yeah. They you said happy as a clam in this episode. I did. <laughs> um, I don't know what mine would taste like. What's something that like I don't like that. I, there's not peanut clearly. butter. <laughs> Corn dust. <laughs> but like I would eat it. Like there's some, sometimes I eat peanut butter. Like sometimes I like a good Reese cup mm-hmm. once a year. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that I crave a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What's that thing? Once a year. What's that thing that you threw up that you won't eat anymore? Oh yeah. There's Chicken Alfredo? <laughs> Chicken Alfredo? Chicken Alfredo. I'll eat, I'll eat Alfredo now. I can <laughs> oh, eat okay. it now. I can't eat a gyro, but I still really like it. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember. You that could story. say Oreos for me since my recovery dance. <laughs> no, but like oh, clearly, <laughs> if anyone knows what I look like, I like to eat. There's most foods that, like I'm not one of those people. Like there's, I won't eat that. Like I'll eat. You'll try anything. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not a big fan of asparagus, but I eat it. If she ate a soft shell crab sandwich today. It was actually quite delicious. I was very oh. proud of you, but for eating that sounds nasty. Because Marty was like, "Yeah, it looks really, really weird." Uh, but did I you take eat, a look like, at it? No, okay. I just ate it because I also. I'm eat, pretty like, sure he was like when I first started <laughs> eating sushi. My friend would get the spider roll, which is crab, and so it looks kind of like a spider coming out with its tentacles. <gasps> so good. I don't really eat that anymore because I prefer spiders have tentacles. Rolls. Well, no, but like it has, it cu- looks like a spider kind of with its little legs. It's fried. Um, uh, I don't know. I could go for some sushi, but I, I can't. I had some the other day. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but Anyways. it was my usual place. Sushi is disgusting. Oh my gosh. It's You're so missing good. out, dude. Spicy tuna is my wife. Eel. Well, I, I don't know what my I like flavor would be. I like some eel, though. I love. Love me some eel. Eel is my favorite. Um, an eel. Frog legs. I, I would legs. try them. They're good. But I've never eaten them. I'm also the person I eat a lot. I think I'm the one that's eaten the most weird foods here. Yeah, you try a lot of things. I think I definitely have eaten the most weird foods here. Yeah, yeah what? Lettuce? <laughs> yeah, that's what her dementia would taste like. Lettuce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would definitely, yeah, lettuce. Do you think if you get a Dementor's kiss, their breath smells like whatever you hate most? Ooh. I think it smells like death. Ooh. I don't know what that smells I like, but I hear it has chills. a smell. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think no. that that's what their breath smells like. If you if you've worked in a hospital or if you've been around, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can also smell like when something's infect like not infected but like yeah 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 my sister has told me some yeah stuff ugh um, let's. Well, that was a great conversation. Oh, you have more. You have more. Oh, what's that one? I, this is what I'm gonna ask. Okay. Um, so I was looking at my notes that I forgot I had written down, mm-hmm. and I said, "Do you think that if Marge had blown up, um, but like later in the books, like how would that have gone down? Like Harry would have gotten expelled for sure." Like, oh, think about like, in after, later yes. books. Oh. Uh, yeah, it yeah. would have been the Dementor like, situation all over again. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I agree. And then I'm like, if you think, if you're a muggle born and you're expelled from Hogwarts, what happens? Like, do you get, like, because you don't always get your wand taken from you. Like, was the reason Hagrid got his wand taken from him because he killed someone, but he didn't? He the got blamed for it. Like, how hard is it to get expelled? I don't no, know. okay, hold on. Here's the thing. Didn't it, in the fifth one, it says in the book that they had to, like, contact the ministry so that they wouldn't come and take his wand? Because they were like going do to do not surrender your wand. Yeah, so it's yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But like, how so hard like, they were like gonna like, take Harry's wand I'm thinking, for the Dementor no, thing? Because I'm thinking, like, we know, don't we know that Newt was? Yeah, but I expelled. don't. Well, we don't know why, right? But not yet. I'm saying, like, but I Dumbledore, can, like, I understand worked some magic with that. No pun intended. Well, yeah, he worked magic with Hagrid as well. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I can understand in that point in time with Hagrid being accused of killing someone. Getting your mind taken away from you and being broken, he gets it back. But like with Harry and in other situations, yeah. Think about the difference though between Newt's expulsion versus Hagrid's expulsion. No, for sure. Newt is fully immersed in the wizarding world, and mm-hmm. Hagrid is not fully immersed because he doesn't have his doesn't have his wand, and it's straight up head cannon. It's just because he's half giant. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I. I mean, I agree with that to an extent that but yeah, I, I innocent, think he is prejudiced. You know? Yes, yes, but they didn't know. But they know it now. Yes, now years, fifty years later. But then he's a half giant, and someone died. I don't know what happened with Newt to be expelled. It's got to be serious. What? Oh. <laughs> I think that there was definitely prejudice going on with Hagrid. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, that's all of it. I also do. Say, I mean, like, Harry's wand was going to get taken away for the Dementor attack. Yeah. What say you, Pius? Pius? Interesting. Okay. I bother notes, but I don't know if any of them make a question. Make a question. Make a question. <laughs> I have, like, things about a gun. I don't know. Oh, because... With, the, with what they, they were telling say, that They said Sirius that Sirius had, had a gun. Which, honestly, if you think about oh, do you, being damaging, that's the closest comparison, in my opinion. Do we know if they, like, obliviate the former prime ministers after they, like, leave office to be like, haha, you don't know that wizards exist anymore? I think it would be a good idea, but I don't yeah. know if they do. Because they keep the secret for so long, you know? How long is a prime minister's run, I wonder? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, like, a president for four years. I think, I it's think for sure in America they would obliviate the president because they're less trustworthy of muggles. In America, mm. do you think that they know? Do you think that they do the same thing? I bet yeah. you they are Maybe not they don't connected know. at all. Maybe you're right. In America, what do you mean? good point. Like the minister, five years. Okay, like the minister versus the president. I don't think they know each other. I bet you though that like. like I bet I bet you they have like people like maybe Secret Service people that are wizards to be like oh, be yeah. around them like mm-hmm. would they have like one wizard that's like top dude like a Kingsley 
Yes. Yeah. That's around the president that like mm-hmm. is maybe one of his main advisors or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like they're always aware. Yeah. The president doesn't know. Yeah. President Gosh. doesn't know. <laughs> and I'm spying on him for the wizarding people of America. <laughs> You're welcome. Good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should do a, um, a commander story about that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We could. Just write it down. Do we have any more questions? I don't think so. Okay. Let's Let me um, look at my notes. I have a lot. Oh, you know what I do want to know? <laughs> this is going back to the other chapter. Because um, they say in the book that when Aunt Marge comes to stay, she stays in this, like the extra bedroom. So you're telling me yeah, yeah. that there were three bedrooms upstairs. Okay. Plus the master of Vernon and Petunia's <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> so they have their the master room. Dudley has a room. Dudley. His second bedroom, and then there's an extra room. Yeah. So you had two empty bedrooms, and he still had to sleep under the stairs. Yep. She pretended to throw her book. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. Just things to think about. They yeah. are I also literally the, the worst chapter, type of people ever. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, They're as the it worst goes on. Sort of muggles imaginable. Like, but really, as this goes on... Like they do the same kind of crap yep. in every book, and every book you're like, ugh. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the end, at least Dudley goes in for a handshake. Petunia is such a. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Do you think that he would have been able to get his permission slip signed if um, Black wasn't roaming around? Like, do you think they would have let? Like, say Black was not. Yes. This isn't happening. Do yes. you think? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the minister probably wouldn't even be there. Potter it, effect is why I think that. Like, I'm going to let him. If, yeah. Somebody would have. I wonder why he didn't think of, like, having the Weasley sign it. I don't think, I think under the circumstances, they would have all been like, no. No, but, like, even, say, say, um. Say no black. Yeah, so black's still I think in prison. a Weasley signing it would have been cool. I think they would have. I don't mm. think the minister would have gone to, um, I almost said leaky con. <laughs> <laughs> um, the leaky cauldron. Yeah. He would not have met him there. No. Do you think Tom would have given him a room? Yeah. Yeah. Even if the minister wasn't there? Potter effect. Yeah. Potter effect. People love to Who love Who paid Harry? for it? Did, did Fudge? I bet, the Harry, I bet Harry Probably. did. Every time we say fudge, I think of in the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch where they're like, fudge, judge. Because <laughs> he <laughs> to eat all that fudge. <laughs> no? No one? Okay. <laughs> Someone will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shall we move on? Fan story. Do it to it. Shout out to this person because they actually phonetically spelled how to <gasps> say their name. Oh, and I super appreciate it. Shout out it. to you. So this comes from Liam Byers. Thank you. What? The way you said Liam. 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 <laughs> Sorry, my voice did its own thing. <laughs> oh, look who he says hello to. <laughs> hello, Megan, Tiffany, Katie, Sarah, and Florence. Can you please try to do it in Florence's Oh, voice? try it. Florence. That was amazing. That's a shy Florence. <laughs> Florence has many Florence friends. <laughs> They're not as good as the original. That's true. I'm just little flow. <laughs> I admit I am one of those people who, upon first reading the Harry Potter books, did not enjoy them. I first tried reading the Philosopher's Stone when I was about 12. 
I re- I had read the Lord of the Rings trilogy shortly beforehand, and I wanted another good fantasy series to read. What's I- Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that book is. <laughs> I read about two thirds of the book before giving up for some weird reason. I just not did not find it interesting. For years, I thought that the books were really overrated, and not having knowledge of the books, I really couldn't get into the movies either, as I found many plot lines confusing without book knowledge. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until last year as a 20-year-old adult that I gave the books another try as I had more friends that had enjoyed the books a lot and spoke of them highly. This time around, I ended up really enjoying the books. But even more so, I have grown to really love the world that Rowling has created, the depth and believability of the wizarding world, its creatures, and its people. I think an important lesson that I have gleamed from these books is to always be prepared to give something a second chance just because you might not enjoy a particular book, film, food, game, etc. the first time around. With another look, your perspective may change. I agree with all of that except food. <laughs> I knew you were I, almost, I, I was almost like, lettuce! <laughs> <laughs> I always try food more than once in case I mm-hmm. like it. Better. Never! <laughs> I am a proud member of Gryffindor. My, pa- <laughs> my Patronus is a hedgehog. Cute. What? And my wand is poplar wood with unicorn hair, 14 inches, and quite bendy flexibility. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Been listening since about episode five. You guys are awesome, and I love listening when I have to do long drives to visit my family. Keep up the great work, and don't let the muggles get you down. Thank you. Thanks, Liam. Liam. Thank you. Liam. Liam. So this might seem like a really dumb question and like I've not been on a Potter podcast for almost a year. But when it says bendy flexibility, I imagine you can actually bend it like in half. Is that true or is it just kind of... I maybe think it's like when it's you wiggle a pencil. Like, you know, like, I think it means the personality of yeah. the wand. Like you're flexible. Like I feel like, you know those old pencils or pens that would like literally... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I envision. Because I feel like some of the uh, normally, characters' wands that are like explained as like rigid or something like that, like... They are, they're not going to change. Like, what's Bellatrix? I think it's rigid. Unyielding. It's unyielding. That's right. Unyielding. Yeah. 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 Dang, Katie. Pulling it out with a voice and a (laughs) Mine is hard flexibility. I'm 12 and one fourth. So what does that mean? Is that hard? Yeah. Hard flexibility. It's hard to get you to be flexible. It would take a lot to change it. Okay, let's I would see. I would agree with that though. Like it takes a lot to change my mind, you know. I gotta see what my reasonably supple flexibility. <laughs> supple. I'm a pushover. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that means I'm like open to probably changing my mind. I could see that. You know, I like to get information and information details, details. and facts. The pool of details. Give me the facts. Give me the facts. <laughs> so thanks for your fan story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to plug first. I am on an all video games podcast <laughs> called Fox Trick. Um, talking about, I'm on the Nintendo portion talking about um, Pokemon, Zelda, E3's coming up. It would already have passed by the time that you hear this episode. So, you know. Hope you listened. We'll have already talked about it. I'm also on an all Star Wars podcast called Rebel Watch. And Rebel Watch, they talk about Star Wars and stuff. I'm watching the movies <laughs> with Ezra <laughs> and getting deep and sweaty. And that's it. Meg, what do you got going on? <laughs> well, Katie and I have this cool podcast called Grown Up Kids where we talk about Disney. What's Disney? 
We were watching all of the, the <laughs> Disney films in chronological order, all the way from Snow White to Moana. Coco. Coco. Coco came after? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And even like, you know, live actions like Black Panther now because Marvel Disney and oh, Solo, that's yeah. Disney. Are you so, going to do all the Star Wars movies? Not all of them, just the ones just that came out one. under the Disney name. Okay. So Aren't they all owned by Disney now, though? Yeah, yeah but when they released, they weren't Disney. So it's not the same thing. <laughs> okay. I would just, well, I guess I could just watch it now if I wanted to. So yeah, all of the movies, uh, live action, animated, all the good stuff. So we're approximately still in the 50s right now. Is your house barren? Do you need some decorations? <laughs> Yeah, I do. You should probably head on over to Etsy and check out Accio Designs. You should. There's so many cool posters there. Our favorite is Don't Intoxicate and Apparate. Perfect for your kitchen. Are you a Gryffindor? Are you a Slytherin? Hufflepuff You can let it be known no, on your door. I'm House Stark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can also. I don't have one of those. <laughs> you can also even rep your Ilvermorny houses. Dark, yeah. Dark, in the dark. I want that on a poster. I don't know what that means. Stop <laughs> looking at me. But <laughs> go ahead and check it out if you want some cool poster designs. Sarah. All right. What's so Harry doing? Say things. <laughs> I'm the cool kid that has so much going on in her life. What are you it's doing It's just now? crazy. Tell us. Well, I'm going to be coming an aunt. I might already be an aunt at this point. That's Who true. knows? <laughs> I might have a little human that never gets to see its mom because I am a baby hog. And I'm really excited about it. Um, and that's really hard work for me to help someone else grow human. <laughs> Constantly at her beck and call when she wants to have Chipotle chips and salsa. Bringing her coffee. Helping her do all of her classroom things. Washing the dog. Yeah. The dog. Um, hey, this is for Ezra. Utter dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm working on um, a book all about my life and all the adventures that I haven't had. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Florence Not Abroad? <laughs> Florence Flounders. <laughs> Look out for Florence's new uh, new side project coming to SwishFlickCast.com on our blog. Oh, God. We're going to find a wonderful name for it. We don't have one yet, but it's Florence. I do Florence, enjoy alliteration, so. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be an alliteration with all Fs. Yep. So Florence... I don't know. I don't know. We'll think well, about well, it. Florence... TBD, guys. Florence... Florence... <laughs> friends <laughs> you're just gonna write crap about all the people you know <laughs> florence Symphony. she's friends. horrible yeah she is I like what that. I don't florence, florence and friends. friends i don't know if i like florence and friends i don't know if she has friends she seems like a lone she's wolf. got bud <laughs> bud is her lover she doesn't have a sister <laughs> that's what they are yeah Florence and Harriet. Just uh, <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. We'll see. We're going to have some fun things Wait, coming up. Wait, who's Harriet? Her sister. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, come on. Harriet talks oh, like this. Right. <laughs> she wants Mike Wazowski to file his paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Working with Ross too long. Oh, man. All right. So... That was weird, so we're going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start getting like something for each episode. I just You got to get line. a little word dot going on and keep it private so we never know what's happening. 
All right. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.